Good morning. Let's make sure this is good. There we go. Good morning. I am with my nephew here. Well, I'm messing with my hair. That's okay. Love my hair. So it's going to be me, my nephew, and I'm bringing on Lamar in a few minutes. Um, good morning. I'm so excited to have you guys. Welcome to the second episode of Yo, That's Dope. Um, it's an Afrofuturistic view from a bohemian woman uh, talking about love, business, and relationships, and marijuana. And the reason why I call it Yo, That's Dope is because those are all the things that I think are dope. So, I'm going to go ahead and bring Lamar in this morning, and uh, let's get the show started. He's on the road, so I don't know how this is going to work, if he's going to be able to stay live long enough. Good morning, cousin. How are you? But uh, it's inviting him in, so let's see if we can just... Morning. Oh, look, we got Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, How you guys doing this morning? I'm doing great. I got my nephew here, so I might get interrupted in between. So if that happens, then it just is what it is. So let's get right to it. Um, and as you guys are watching, feel free to type in questions. We'll uh, make sure to answer all the questions. See, it's already fuzzy, Lamar. Here we go. <laughs> all right. Okay, so can you hear me? Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Where are you driving to this morning? Uh, we're headed to Charlotte. From Houston? From Dallas? No, from Fort Worth. Fort Worth. We're in, yeah, we're in East Texas right now. Still got a ways to go, but it's oh. going. It's early. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where are you headed? You got Charlotte, North Carolina. You have a show there? Yeah, we're doing a show there this weekend. This week. So, so Lamar is, uh, he actually sells holsters in the gun market. He has a holster that he... I feel like I'm in space because it just, like, changed. The volume just changed. The volume. Oh, that's you. That's a you thing. Now we got to do sign language. <laughs> can you can you hear me? I can't. The sound, no sound. What happened? Hey, Marlon. Your microphone. Hey, no, it's not me. It's you. No, it's not me. It's you. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, log out, log back in. It's not me, Lamar. It's you. So Lamar is, uh, he sells holsters in, in gun shows. I know you can't. Log out and log back in. Uh, somebody type him to log out, log back in. <laughs> and so he's headed to Charlottesville to do a gun show. And he has his own, um, his own patent for a holster. Okay, I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry. So Lamar, I don't know what I, I, I was I just went. I was telling them that you were headed to Charlottesville. No, Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina, to do a gun show. So explain to them what you do. Well, we sell a, a gun. We sell gun holsters. Uh, well, actually, we have a franchise development company. So what we do, we take um, products that uh, mom and pop has or small business owners, and we take and franchise them out. So basically, we develop them basically put a whole package to them together and we sell them like franchises like you would do a Starbucks or McDonald's except it's on a smaller scale so we can reach more people without them having to spend a lot of money. So one of the products that I thought I had one, I know I got one in here. Are you reaching back while you driving? <laughs> you see that? You see the Oh Jesus. That all right, here we go. So what I have, I'll show you this right here. One of our holsters right there. So it's a universal holster. Um, that, a, that an Air Force veteran designed, and he's traveled around the country selling it. Uh, 
we met him and we've just been, we actually helped him go from um, 5,000 units, sold over 20,000 units last year. So we what's that? I said, that is amazing. I want to say good morning to some people. Good morning, Melvin, Shish, Jody, Brett, uh, Deborah, Cam. Good morning. So, yeah. Um, good morning, Robin. Uh, so, basically, you're selling these this new product with a team, right? What's that? I'm sorry? You're selling the product with the team, right? Right. I, we built the team around the product, basically um, allowed those people to become independent owners. So now they own uh, a part of the product. So they go around selling the product, making uh, a nice living for themselves and their family independently without having to work a normal, traditional nine to five. Um, so we have about, I want to say, 15 independent dealers right now that we work with on a regular basis all over the country. And you were able to get that product patented, right? Can you explain that process of patenting something? Yeah, and actually it's, it's a rough, <laughs> it's rough, like, uh, but you can do it yourself. It, you need, you, you wanna reach out for the right advice, but he didn't have the product patented, so people were able to take the product and send it overseas, get it copied, try to get a version of it copied, um, and sell it as well. So they became a big part of our competition. But um, what I did was took and patent the product. So I got with a, a with a lawyer, a lawyer, and they helped me draft up the, the patent, <laughs> and we put a provisional patent out. And we did our um, – we just – we're able to take and secure the product so now it can't be made in the United States without our approval. You know what I mean? Or if someone tries to sell it, we can go actually stop them from selling the product. Lamar, congratulations on that. I really just, that is like one of the most tremendous things that a black man can do for himself is secure his future that way. So just congratulations. And I just kind of want to tell people I met Lamar and his wife, Christy. It's been five years now, huh? Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. About that. Five years. Yeah, yeah five years. They five just years. walked into a business boot camp. I met them somewhere. They walked into a business boot camp. They had an idea of where they wanted to go. They sat down. They got into the information, and they just completely transformed their life. And to be honest, they transformed their life in a way that I couldn't have even expected but they're sound business people, him and his wife. And now they're actually a business family, which I adore the most. So Lamar has moved his family from Las Vegas, Nevada, had a house built on his business finances in Texas. And now him and his family are secure. And now they sell their products across the nation. My nephew is getting involved in my conversation. But now they sell their products across the nation, and they only work three days a week. Yeah, if you want to count it working, really, it's it's really not. But <laughs> I have to say, I owe it all to my great business coach. I had a great business coach to help me learn the importance of branding and what it meant to brand yourself and your business. And that's really what helped us go move from just being an independent owners or just being sole proprietors to actually being able to call ourselves a corporation. So, I mean, you have to surround yourself with the right team and that's what allowed us to progress so far. And, and we're still trying to surround ourselves with that team. Actually, my, um, my, uh, my kids, they just came up with a new product. So, um, that has everything you offer. So that'll be coming out next. So look out for it. Oh, that's awesome. So Lamar and Christy aren't just um, entrepreneurs themselves. They raise entrepreneurs. And last 
conversation we had, we were talking about family and how important it is to invest in our family and to be involved in our family. And I don't send my son, um, you know, off with random people often. <laughs> I'm very selective on who I will allow to inspire and be involved in my child's life. And I sent my son with Lamar and Christy, and they taught my son how to shoot guns. That's what they did. <laughs> they, they took my son into the desert, laid out so many guns, and so my son has experience with guns. And that I think that as we evolve in the world, it's important that we teach our youth young how to handle firearms for their own personal safety and also for the future safety of their family. And that's something that Lamar is, uh, he's driving. So. Lamar was talking about how you uh, have taught your children about firearms early. Yeah, you know, growing up in the, in Baltimore, you know, in the inner cities, as black people, we really don't get to learn about firearms. We're taught that it's not good, it's dangerous, stay away from it. It's only something that criminals and police and getting to see a different side of things. I've learned that that's not the case. That's only basically instilled in blacks in the inner city. But when you get out into the counties and the rural areas and actually other states uh, that don't have really strict gun laws, you start realizing that guns are a tool just like anything else. And it's a tool that helps you survive if you need to survive, if you need to hunt, you need to catch food, and you don't want to go back to your bone pick up a 22 or 30 uh, uh, or 30 so yard six or something and get you some food. And I agree. Like one of the, one of the greatest things that, because one of the things of introducing your children to firearms early, it makes them not afraid of it. It teaches them how to understand the use so that they don't accidentally kill themselves, right? And I thought that that was so important when you teach children what to say instead of making it something to be afraid of. Because when you make it a, something to be afraid of, then what happens is that's how accidents happen. Because they want to know what they're not supposed to know. But when you introduce right, it curious. to them, yes, yes. So when you introduce it to them in a manner of this is for hunting and this is for safety, then it becomes something more that's comfortable in the household and something that they're not afraid of. And it doesn't become dangerous in that aspect. Absolutely. And, and that's what I introduced them first to the rifles, let them uh, get a feel for the rifles. And I even bought them their own rifle and then their own pistols and stuff like that. So what I've done with my family, everybody has their own rifle and a pistol. When we go out, you can shoot your own weapon and, and, and be comfortable and take care of it and clean your own. And I actually can leave my weapons all around the house and... I've never had my one of my kids even mess with it because they know the dangers of it and they respect it. You know, and just like a car, if you if you have a car and your your children don't respect it, they go out, they could kill themselves in the vehicle. So I look at it the same exact way. I just teach them to respect the firearms and and learn it and appreciate what it can do for you. And I appreciate that you actually do that. That's not common in African-American homes to teach our children about guns and how to respect firearms and the importance of having firearms. We've been taught, it's one of those other stigmas that we have, right? We've been taught that guns are bad and guns are wrong and we kill each other with guns. And, and, and in the white families, they're taught that guns are for protection and you should have guns and they're good for, uh, you, you hold them and they become valuable, right? So it's, I think that it's important as African-Americans that we evolve in our mindsets. Even though there's so many things going on in the world, it doesn't mean that we can't adopt, adapt our children to the importance of owning and understanding firearms. Absolutely. With, with a lot of things, and that's why I like being a business owner because it gives me the opportunity to be able to do that, to have that, um, that 
option to be able to go out there and do things like teach them about the firearms because when they get adults they they know and appreciate it as well and they're able to teach other people and, and let people know that it's not such a scary thing and you know like Anwan now he knows that hey this is just a this is just a tool just like anything else just like this shovel over here if I go up here and I take the shovel and whack somebody over the head with it it's gonna probably kill them just like if I pick this nine millimeter up and squeeze the trigger, it's gonna probably do the same, you know, damage. You know, DC, so DC Tony says it's against the law to leave firearms unlocked with kids and no adult in supervision. So I do want to point out that Lamar actually lives in Texas and not Nevada. So I want right. to make sure <laughs> make sure that everyone knows that. But Tony, I appreciate you um, explaining the laws because that's important also that people know. So even though we're educating our children about firearms, it doesn't neglect that we're not supposed. Let us not neglect the laws. Let us be a law-abiding citizen. So I agree. Hey, Nina, how are you? Absolutely, absolutely. So. One of the things that I find fascinating about you is, um, and I want the people to know, is that you're a retired Marine, and right. <laughs> and you. Why well, didn't actually in... retire? I'm a veteran. I didn't you're actually do okay. 20 years. Okay. So he he's a veteran. He's a veteran Marine, and now he sells guns for a living. And you're an African American. Well, you sell gun items for Accessories, a living. Right. <laughs> but I find that fascinating because. What made you make up your mind that this was somewhere you wanted to be? Like this was an industry that you thought would be profitable to your family. And then making that decision as an African-American, because I know that had to be scary. Well, I've always, I, I always told myself when the time I left the Marine Corps and did my first civilian job outside of the Marine Corps, that I would be retired by the time I was 45. So that was number one in my head. I didn't know how I was going to retire, what I was going to retire from. But I said at 45, I will not be working for somebody else. I'm not going to work for somebody else my whole life. So I've always looked for a way to financial independence. Like I used to sell CDs, shirts. I, I've done everything to try to become independent. But I didn't have the knowledge that it took to know how to go from one, from from point A to point B. And so it wasn't in, so it wasn't until you know like I met you that you helped me develop that roadmap. And that's what a lot of, I think African Americans don't have is people and they're not willing to allow themselves to t let somebody regardless of what that person's status is to be able to tell them how to We don't like to listen to each other a lot of the times but I I was into my spiritual self, and in, in the scriptures it tells you you need the right advisors, the right surround yourselves with the right advisors. So once I started allowing myself to be surrounded with people that could teach me things, that's when things started coming to me. So when I actually this business kind of I will say it fell in my lap. I say I was blessed with it, and it kind of fell in my lap at the same time. I happened to be going to a gun show. I had just got laid off from my job. Um, at, a, at another position I was working, and I was at the gun show. I saw this product. I know it was a great product. I saw the gentleman selling the product, and I just introduced myself and said, hey, do you need anybody to help you with this? So I, once again, you can't be afraid to, to open the door or, or knock on the door for opportunity when you see it there. You can't be afraid to, to take that step and, and go out there. And from the first moment that we started, and, and I'm also blessed to have a great teammate, right? And your yes, team you is a, <laughs> Yes, you are. She is bar none, yeah. the, a beast in her own right. That's right. You know, because I see a lot of my dealers, they, they, they have spouses or significant others, and they're not as supportive. And it makes it harder for them to grow their business because they don't have that supportive teammate. But from right. the beginning, from day one, you know, it was like, all right, I'm with it. But that's that at the same time, I've always put myself in a position to be trustworthy enough to, if I'm going to put myself out there, I'm going to come through with something. I'm just not going to be like, oh, well, it just messed up and leave it at that. So you also, as a man or, or, or as a person wanting to be, in charge or run things, 
you have to take responsibility for your mistakes and things that that happen so you can so your team will want to to follow you to that next step so me my key is to always be learning i'm always trying to learn something that i can put into develop to grow into the next level and get into that next level so i want you to pan over so we can see christy <laughs> and the reason why I want to do it is she dri <laughs> you driving today? Yeah, we're taking turns. It's too far to drive all by yourself. So. Oh, okay. So, uh, Kathy Ash says hi. I just want to make sure that she said, she said shout out to my handsome nephew, the true entrepreneur. <laughs> Uh, Shantan and Dion are here. And I wanted to make sure everybody knows, like, I didn't do this for this to be in, um, you, you keep bringing me up and this was, this ain't, a, this ain't about me. This is not an infomercial. I don't plan on doing a boot camp anytime soon. So that's, you know, I, I've kind of, um, I'm not evolved past the boot camp. I just don't have a space for that right now. Right. So actually Ebony is doing a boot camp right now. I don't know if you guys know that. Ebony is doing a boot camp right now. So um, that's where they came from is the business boot camp. I have some phenomenal men and women who came out of boot camp and who are just doing it, like really just doing it. And, and, and it was a blessing to be in that space for that period of time. Um, and that's what he's talking about is me as a mentor. I still mentor people individually um but i'm very selective so i have to actually be in a space where i feel like the investment won't be in vain do you know what i mean so i choose who i mentor now instead of allowing people to choose me uh larry smith jr is watching hey robin um and good morning so lamar now that you've moved to texas with your mm -hmm. family, how has your business changed? How's you, how has your business model changed any since you've moved there? Oh yeah, it's changed several times. Cause when we initially moved to Texas, we were we had de designed the business as more of a network oh. marketing. Um, so since we moved to Texas and we started dealing with other people and what we how, how we're centrally located. Um, we've switched to becoming a franchise development because so many people have seen how we've done with the holster that they've wanted us to take and do the same thing with their products. So we've, we've taken on a lot of other products since we've been here um, in Texas because I guess people just like to make their own things here and they're just small business owners here. So they see us as an avenue to, to, to help them grow. So picking up and leaving Nevada was a great, move for us um but like we're not scared to pick up and go if somebody told me next year hey you can take your business from where you are now to to two steps further if you move to atlanta next year guess what i'll be in atlanta next year you know because <laughs> you can't <laughs> you can't you can't be afraid to 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 just make it happen so texas was definitely a great move for us you know once we got into business because it just helped us to meet more people and network a little further than being stuck just on the West Coast. If you were to give people like three things, because I know um, that you're uh, very elaborate in your business and you tend to always want to mentor and educate and inform. If you were to give the people out there right now three things that they needed to know about business and how to get started, number one, and um, what you found was the most important key thing to stay focused. What would you say? All right, number one is don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to to fail. You got to be afraid. You, you got to fail in order to succeed. So number one is don't be afraid to fail. Don't give up if you fail because that's just getting you closer to your success. Because I've had, I can't tell you how many different businesses we have from 
adult toy sales to uh, energy drink marketing to lingerie to everything that we, we pretty much did, um, cable sales, everything independently before we got to where we are now. Second thing is, as a business owner, independently, you tend to forget that you got to do work. <laughs> You're kidding <laughs> Or it's so much work that you get frustrated and just say, you know what, I'm going to do it tomorrow, and every day turns into tomorrow. Right. So what I do is write, I, I try to write down at least 10 things. I write everything down now. I keep notes a lot now. So, for instance, to be productive, I know I need to hit everything on my list today. I'll write 10 things on my list. I don't care how big or how small if it's go to my son's practice, I'm putting that on the list. If it's mail this letter out, if it's send this email, I'm writing it on my list because I want to get that done today. And I think I learned that from my business coach <laughs> and put it in practice. Once I started putting it in practice, things started working out um, a lot. And also don't be afraid to say no. You got to set your business standards for yourself and you got to stick by them in your business. You can't, even though you're friends with somebody, they want you to do an event or they want you to sell this or they want to sell this and they don't have money to pay you or you they can't give it to you, you can't be afraid to say no because at the end of the day, this is your livelihood. This is your yeah. business. This is how you, you market and make your money to feed your family. So you got to start – you have to put your business first. So somebody might see you – come because it happened to us a lot when we – People would see us posting money and stuff on Facebook because we were advertising for our business. We would get so many emails and messages like, hey, we need this, or can you pay my light bill? Can you pay my phone bill? Can you pay my rent? <laughs> my car payment's late. And we started pulling money from our business to help people, and eventually we had to be like, hold up, no, we can't help you because we got to help our business and make sure our business is, is working. Once we get on a certain level, then you have that money to trickle okay. down. Um, with and if I can add one more thing, pay yourself. That's another thing I learned from my mentor that led me to the right books. But pay yourself because you work hard sometimes and you're investing a lot of money in your business. You see everything going in your business, you start getting discouraged when you can't go out and have fun. What if it's no more than just go to an expensive dinner once a week? You know, give yourself that encouragement to want to keep going as if you were working on a job and your boss is patting you on the back, only now you're your own boss, pat yourself on the back. Go out Absolutely. and buy you a nice pair of shoes or something to wear to your next meeting or something to make you feel better to continue to want to keep growing. I love that you said those were great points. The number one point is the largest one that we have a tendency to just get afraid of, and that's failure. There is no, I say like you say, there is no failure in God, right? So there is no failure. There is nothing that you can do that you failed in. The only failure that you have is not trying. So if you're so in yourself that you're afraid to try, that's more ego than it is failure. So what you have is an actual pride problem. You don't have a failure problem. You have a pride problem, and you're allowing your pride to get in the way of your own success. That's an ego issue. You need to work that out. And that was one of the first. Kevin, I'm babysitting my nephew while I'm live. <laughs> Robin says, what? She missed the business that you do or the product you invented and is selling. So the business they have is actually a joint venture business. That was their original idea was having a joint venture business. And basically what they do is they um, – partner with other products and businesses and services to help brand market and push them so that they become profitable businesses. One of the, um, one of their founding and foundational products is the holster. It is an all purpose holster. One is one holster for all guns. <laughs> so it's one holster that, that can fit all size guns and that does mean all size guns and so now they have a patent on this holster kevin come here i'm so sorry i'm i'm being it and on the, this is what real life is 8 30 in the morning 
Right, right, right. So they sell this holster, and it's inexpensive, um, and they sell that trade at gun trade shows, and it has been their foundational product that has attracted other products for them to help sell. Um, and one of the main reasons why I'm proud of them, um, and I'm always referring to them when I talk to people about business. I also have Jeremy is one of my mentees and he um everyone knows jeremy and jeremy sells he used to sell pies and now he sells pies um pecan pie sweet potato pie cookies and banana pudding peach cobbler mm. but when him and i started working together same thing it's been three years now he um just was needed some direction just needed somebody to get behind him and it, what happened with christy and lamar is i didn't even know them they trusted me just based on a connection. They trusted me based on that. And from then, we have just been riding together. And it's been a great ride. Um, they have, in my opinion, superseded me in business. <laughs> in, in, my, in my opinion, I don't know why they keep calling me for advice. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to find the real I need when I need the I got a question I need the real answer I don't need to be sugarcoated you know however from we have grown together and uh and now I'm in an industry that I was afraid to go in and I actually had to go to them and tell them hey Mona hey Steven Melvin hey cousin both my cousins Angela Chris how y'all doing today so one of the things that I had to do was come to them and say, yo, I'm getting in the marijuana business. I'm going to, uh, this is what I'm going to do. Lamar was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Lamar was like, what? <laughs> Chris was like, okay. Christy is more of the cheerleader. She's always down for something new, something exciting. She's like, okay, let's, what, what does that look like? Let's go. That's what I love about her. She's like, she is the center of support. She's got that down. Lamar is always skeptic, always like, uh, what? <laughs> what does that look like? Write it down. Is there a book? <laughs> is, there, is there a podcast? <laughs> so I wanted to, I always end my shows talking about marijuana. Um. And this time, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna talk about two. I'm gonna end it with two topics. Number one, because you are a veteran marine, um, mm -hmm. and there's something that I personally am dealing with. Um, I don't really talk openly about it just because I try to remain neutral in life. Uh, Kathy Ass says she is an amazing businesswoman, wife, and mother. I agree. She, yes, she and is. friend. She's a really good <laughs> friend as well. Um. So, how do you feel? about what's going on with Colin Kaepernick and the NFL. I'm asking I'm you, as, I'm asking I'm, you I'm, this as an African-American Marine veteran. All right. All right. Now, listen, I've, I've, I've had several different feelings based on what I've heard, what I've learned from things, right? So initial, initially, um. I was kind of pissed off as a veteran, right, that he took that time when we were being honored, basically, to take a knee and, and make a public point. I, I personally felt like he should have did it differently. I, I felt like you should have used your own time to do it, like interview time, not go silent towards the media and then let them find you so you use your check to, to make a bigger statement. Or you guys go lock arms in front of the house where the laws are made. So I, I feel it because I get to see both sides, I actually get to deal with the people that uh, a lot of people, a lot of our people will never get to deal with, so they'll never understand those people. Just right. like the people that I get to deal with will never understand the people where I come from it's just like a barrier between us, but we all have the same goal in mind, believe it or right. not. And that's the crazy thing to me. Um, then I listened to a vet. I asked a veteran, uh, a Vietnam vet, black guy. And what he said was, well, I, I joined the military and I went over to Vietnam 
for him to have the right to kneel or stand, right? So I kind of adopted that attitude. Well, well, yeah, that's true. I give you the option to be, to have the right to oppose what you want to do. Um, but then I was listening to Minister Farrakhan, and he brought out a big point that with all the guidelines, if you look at the guidelines and the law of the flag, he's not breaking, they're not breaking any rules legally, but the NFL is actually breaking a rule by having the flag stretched out on the field itself in the entirety. So that just changed my view of we only beef about things when we feel like beefing about it. Right. We only say things when we want to say something about it, when when we want to do something about it. And it seemed like now we want to beef about things a lot more when things are good. Right. Like, I don't remember in 1995, 94, 93, 1990, black men having the opportunity to make as much money and do as much things as they have the opportunity to do today. I don't see black men being able to go places and do that, even though you think you can't. Like, I go, all, right, right now I'm headed through three, three states that I said I'd never go through. Mississippi. <laughs> Louisiana and Alabama. Mm -hmm. That's three places I said I would never hit on the map. Right. That my business would never get to see on the map because of what I had stuck in my mental of what these places were like. Right. But today I'm about to drive through these three states mm -hmm. because I've changed my thinking. So I believe to go back to what you asked me about him, them kneeling. I believe it's for attention, but I think the attention is dividing the country more than it's helping. Because, like I tell people, we're not ready to go to war. Hey, <laughs> we're not ready. We're not ready to go to war with each other. And I'm just, and that's just how I feel about it. You know what I mean? And that's I, I believe. That's a fair feeling. I'm asking you because I wanted your raw, unfiltered, right. uncut feelings. I know who you are. I pretty much right. knew what direction you were going to take. I'm not afraid or ashamed of anything you have to say, but I think right. that there has to be a space where, as individuals, we can learn to agree to disagree and be comfortable with that, right? I think right. that one of our most one of our largest issues is our inability to hear each other's sides and empathize with them. I think that right. becomes our largest obstacle. Personally, I'm a loving person. It's one of my, um, one of the things I hate and love about myself. And the reason I say that is because I love fully and wholly. There's nothing you can do to make me stop loving you, period. Right. Nothing. If I love you, there is absolutely nothing you can do to make me stop. And there is nothing that you can do that will stop me from having your back. Nothing. There's nothing right. you can say, nothing you can do. If you're in my life, you're in my life, and that's it. There's just, that's it. I'm going, I'm a ride or die chick. That's who I am. The bad part about that is I'm a ride or die chick. There's nothing <laughs> you can do. <laughs> There's nothing you can do to get rid of me. <laughs> There's nothing right, you can right, right. I'm learning boundaries where I will stop dealing with you. As a matter of fact, I've changed my phone number. A lot of people don't know I changed my phone number. They think they just got up and was like, Aisha, phone off or whatever. But no, I changed my number. I changed my number because I drew a line in the sand, right? I drew a line in the sand. You either for me or you against me. And it's just right. that simple. I've never felt like this. I've never been like this. But where I'm headed, you either <coughs> got to be for me or you got to be against me. And the people who got my number, I know for a fact, are for me. Right. So if you don't have my number, I may not have made a decision on where you stand yet. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's the politically correct answer. <laughs> So the second thing I wanted to talk about was marijuana. We're closing the uh, conversation. I know that marijuana has completely changed my life, not just in the aspect that I sell it um, and I'm a part of a movement and I'm an advocate 
but also because I have suffered from a lot of mental disorders. Um, and I share oftentimes I have very bad social anxieties. They know I have social anxieties because they know, like, I'm very private. So I have social anxieties. I also suffer from depression. And since I've had marijuana in my life, I haven't had those obstacles. Um, I'm able to enjoy concerts now. And I hadn't been to a concert since I was 12. I'm 43. So that's 30-some years that I hadn't been to a concert, right? So because I started going in my 40s. Um, so now we're in a space where that's what marijuana has done for my life. Now I'm realizing I have some PTSD issues because um, I was abused as a child. And so some of that stuff carries along with you, you know? And so I'm able, I get panic attacks. So if I'm in confrontational spaces, there's only two things that's going to happen. I'm either going to whoop your ass or I'm going <laughs> to bow out. But I get into that anxiousness right in the middle where what am I going to do right now? Because I'm, I'm, I feel confrontational. Are we going to fight? Or am I going to walk away? I know I'm too old to be fighting somebody. <laughs> so what I do is walk away and smoke. And that has been, like, very helpful for me. So how has marijuana been in your life? I mean, it, it helped. it's always – at first, it was recreational when I was young. It was strictly recreational. But once I went in the court, I had stopped smoking. And um, I had stopped smoking for a while. When I started smoking again, it was because of, like, like you anxiety. Like, my mind, I, I couldn't sleep. I had restless leg syndrome and stuff like that. So it really allows me to sleep at night and get a good night's rest. If not, I'm sleep about two hours, three hours, and I'm back up, which causes me to lose my concentration. I can't think. My mind is all over the place. So I really use it to, to sleep. And when I smoke throughout the day, it's more for my anxiety, for my nerves. Like you said, I get a little anxious. I'm dealing with a whole bunch of people, and I need to just relax. I don't drink coffee. I don't do anything like that. I, the the marijuana is what helps me to just level down a little bit, I guess, if you would say. Well, because if we not, know. I would be so low. <laughs> yeah, we know. We know you high strung. I know you high strung. When dealing with <laughs> they would be divorced. <laughs> Christy said they'd be divorced. <laughs> but I understand that as because I'm dating right now and I can absolutely say that part of not being able to be relatable was because I'm anxious. I'm like you, Lamar. I'm high strung. I'm A type personality. I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, right? I'm banging it out constantly. And so, what marijuana has been able to do is kind of settle me down and I stay in the moment more. That's the most right. important thing. I stay in the moment more. I'm right, like, he's like, we right here. And I'm like, yeah, we right there. You know, I'm not, I'm not five steps ahead of where he's going. You know, I'm right where he's at. And so I, I can absolutely understand what you're saying about that. It's funny because when you think about all the things that has evolved in our lives over the past few years, it's crazy to think that we're here. Do you know what right. I'm saying? Like right. that, I'm talking to you while you're on the road. We're, we're on Facebook Live. And right. four years ago, we were in a classroom, and your wife was crying. And I was right. <laughs> <laughs> and right. I was fighting separate reading instructions. <laughs> right, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> And so here we are today, you and your wife are on the road, working together, working in business together. You've bought a home, you've moved your family, your daughter's in the gym, she's got a job, she's doing what she loves. I mean, goodness, this is, <laughs> it's a dream come true for me. Is it a dream come true for you? Oh, it is. It's definitely, <laughs> definitely, it, it's, it's something surreal. I can't. It's hard to believe, you know, where we're at right now. And to think, like, 
we're here, we're traveling in the States, but next year our plan is to be international. Because we didn't even, we did, I didn't mention this, but now we just got into a coffee deal with some uh, coffee roasters. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be going internationally and like picking coffee and stuff like that and oh, trying different man. growers. And we, we, it's coming out. So yeah, you're, that's coming next year. So it's just a blessing. I feel really, Yay. like you, you can't tell me that it's not a high. Nobody could sit and tell me it's not a high power. They can't tell me I do this all on my own because I knew where I was when I was doing things on my own. And then when I let somebody, some other will be done, you know what I mean? And now I just sit back and just go wherever I'm supposed to go, where I feel like I'm supposed to be and just, and just sit in, just sit in it and just bask in the glory. It's, it's really a blessing. I tell you, it's a blessing. I read something the other day and they said, um, no matter what your work, if you believe in a higher power, you believe in God because God is the highest power. He ain't offended by anything of what you call him. He's still the higher power. And that just, that changed just that thought pattern. That was just the thought that I needed to change my thought pattern to evolve yeah. me past that next. Cause I, I was sitting right here on some spiritual issues and we, you and I don't have spiritual talks, but I know that we believe and that's it. You know what I mean? That's it. <laughs> right. that's it. We believe. And foundationally, business is built on spiritual foundations, whether people want to believe it or not, right? And if you follow the principles, because that's really what it's all about. I teach principles. I don't teach gimmicks i teach right. principles and the principles are lasting and they're standing and those principles i teach are built on biblical substance and the idea of business is in the word and so if you understand all those things and you can understand them come together now the greatest business minds will tell you exactly what i just said they write those things in books exactly right. what i just said so if you believe just in basic principles and stay there, you can go up and down in business all you want. It becomes right. simple in that point. Like right now I'm doing this marijuana thing, and I always say this marijuana thing, but I know that I'm really living the most important time of my life. I say that all the time now. I'm living the most important time of my life. And the reason why I'm living, I know that I'm living that is because I'm changing lives every single day. Every single day, I'm offered the opportunity to engage with someone and change their life because of cannabis. I'm absolutely living the most important time of my life. And also with that, I've been allowed to talk on speaking platforms and write. My thoughts have become valuable to other people. This is the most important time of my life. But I also don't take that responsibility lightly. I'm seeking out a partner that can ride or die with me in that space and in the, in the same I'm able to do the same for him I, I want the American dream as they say right yeah. I still believe in the American dream I'm still a believer I still believe that there are opportunities and if I stay charismatic and work hard and smile at enough people enough doors will open up <laughs> and I can walk through them <laughs> yeah. I believe in charisma I believe that it isn't just what you know, but who you know, but it's also how you treat people. If you, love, if you love people, because people are afraid to love, but I can tell you this. If you love people, they'll love you back. Right. And if you dog people, they'll dog you back. Absolutely. So I choose to love. Because loving has gotten me more places than anything else. And if I can't love you, I'll cut you off. Because that's where right. I'm at. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Now, I heard a man say, I heard a man say yesterday, he was giving, like, a speech for the graduation. And he said, your ego has to be smaller than your servant blanket. Yes. And that was very important. You know what I mean? You have to be willing to serve people and be humble yes. you know like i smile like I, it's a lot of my friends that i would like to have put on a, in the business that i knew i couldn't put it on because they wouldn't be able to transit transform themselves when the time came 
Right. But as a business owner, you have to know when to transform yourself, when to do certain things, when to be this person, when to be this person, when to be this person. And that doesn't take away from who you are at the end of the day at home with your family. Absolutely. And even if it it does, they know the sacrifice. There you go. We get into a space. I tell my team, because I have a new team, my marijuana team. And one of the things I tell my team is, it doesn't matter to me. My ego just really ain't that big. So I have to explain them when I don't react or respond to certain things. I tell them. I don't care. My ego's not that big. My pride's not that large, right? I don't I don't have an issue of humbling myself for any scenario for anything. If I'm wrong or even if I'm right, I don't have to prove that I'm right. It's not that it doesn't matter that much to me. Right, right, right. In the end of the day what matters is are we doing business and are we profitable? That's it. That's it. That's it. Do not <laughs> do not work for free. Like bottom line, are we doing business and are we profitable? Anything else can be adjusted. That's how I feel. Right. Right? Absolutely. Anyway, I love you. I love you and your wife. I appreciate you guys coming on the show. Um, And we love you back. Love you. Have a good day. (laughs) (laughs) This will be downloaded on YouTube um, in the next 48 hours, so you can watch it again, Lamar. And then just tell them where they can find you. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Lamar Ash on Facebook, or you can find me on Twitter at live for a living one, because that's what we do. We live for a living. We have fun for a living. So live for a living one on Twitter and, um, or Lamar Ash on Instagram as well. And like I said, if you're not sure what you want to do, if you're watching this, and you want to become independent, we're here to help. We, we believe every – it's no such thing as working for somebody else anymore. We've learned that. It's all time to be independent, do it for yourself, and that's why we're constantly looking for different products. So you, if you don't like one thing, you definitely have the next thing uh, that you can have as an option to go to. And also, we're going to be coming out of a book, Christy and I um, – the beginning of 2018 is called, um, it's a working title, but, um, relationships last, no friendships last relationships don't. So look out for that. It's coming out as well. So thank you so much. And it's always a pleasure. Anytime you want to have me as a guest, you know, I'm available. All right, I just want to say good morning to Willie, Anitra, James, Kelly, Joshua, Carla, and Larry. I appreciate you guys watching. You've been watching Yo, That's Dope. And this is about all the things that I think is dope. And the things I think is dope is business, relationship, and marijuana. So go ahead, Lamar. Love you guys. Love you guys. Have a good day. All right.